Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab for Free for All. And welcome to another edition of the Fab for Free for All. We are a Beatles all talk and on Beatles unrelated all talk podcast, radio show, whatever you want to say on the internet. And I am your moderator for today's show. I am Mitch Axelrod, and joining me to my left, and you can't see him, is... Rob Leonard. And um, on Rob's left is... Tony Chiguardo. We are going to be talking today about a release called George Fest, A Night to Celebrate the Music of George Harrison. Uh, It is a double CD slash DVD of a show that was put together by Danny Harrison in September of 2014 in L.A. That's Los Angeles uh, for all of you people, because if you're in Spain, you're thinking in La Watt. (laughs) (laughs) La La Land. They know. I know they know. (laughs) We're just being our usual silly selves. Ah, yes. Because that's what George would have wanted, right? Okay. Okay, okay. Wow. I'm, I'm getting no love this morning. This is not a Mitch Fest. Anyhow, or as my mother-in-law would say, anywho, I love you, Mom. This concert was to benefit the Material World Charitable Foundation, which Olivia and George, oh, actually George founded it, and Olivia is now keeping Continue it up, and it, yeah. so is Danny. Danny too. And Danny decided to celebrate his dad's life. Now, again, if you're going into this expecting the concert for George, you're going into it with the wrong mindset. This is a celebration concert for George was a memorial, really, and a celebration too, but more of a memorial a year after his death. Absolutely. So this was, yeah. this is a different... Also, it had every major person... Well, that's the other Musically, thing. except for Dylan. Correct. ...involved with George's life. That's because I was similar else. But uh, he wanted to be someplace else. Yeah. No. No, but this concert really is a celebration. It was done with Danny's friends. Uh, as Danny himself says in the DVD... Uh, my dad passed in L.A. It was the last place I ever saw my dad alive. So uh, for him, it's got to be special. Danny lives in Santa Monica. Don't everybody look up his address now, but... but Carson 6922. Yes, that's... Now everybody's going to get Paul McCartney. <laughs> Hello? That's, oh. oh. And still, you would Danny. think he would... You would <laughs> Paul, Paul will not give up that phone number. That's, no, that's no, been a great you, phone number. Can you imagine that? Uh, hi, what's up? It's Paul McCartney. Oh, I was trying to get Danny Harrison. <laughs> Click. Oh. Like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> what? what? Can you imagine? Hi, this is Nancy Chevelle speaking. Oh, Nice. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Nancy, are you really from Long Island? I'm from Long Island, too. Yay, and then <laughs> click on you. <laughs> it will not be a Rob Fest. Anyway, he chose a lot of his friends, L.A. musicians, that you, honestly, you probably have not heard of many of them. I, I have not heard I have of not. them. I'm sure, you know, we've heard of some of them. Yes. Uh, you know, you've heard, uh, um, let me just run down a few of them, just so you know. Some of them are... Conan O'Brien, and, and don't get freaked out by that name yet, because we'll talk about this. Conan O'Brien, Jamestown Revival, Chase Cole, The Black Rider, Heartless Bastards, Butch Walker, Cold War Kids. And right now you're saying to yourself, I am never listening to this. But I'm going to keep reading. There are many more people you do know, and there are surprises here. So uh, Ian Astbury of The Cult, 
Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, <laughs> Britt Daniel, Karen Elson, Ben Harper, Weird Al Yankovic, yes, the Weird Al Yankovic, because there's no others, uh, Danny Harrison, Big Black Delta, The Flaming Lips, Perry Farrell or Pharrell, which way, how do you say it? Farrell. Thank you. Uh, Nick Valencia, Nora Jones, Ann Wilson, Brandon Flowers, Brian Wilson, and Al Jardine. So... There are a lot of people here. You say, "Wow, I just don't. I don't know who they, they are." Most of these people are not played on the radio. Correct. Um, but a lot of people know who they are if you're of a certain age. I, I don't know. Well, who's played on the radio? Actually, most of them. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, who's played on the radio? Rip, the flaming I mean, no, lips. Where I'm going is right. We nobody don't know if they're playing. I mean, they, they're probably some of these are probably played on some of the college stations. And even alternate, alternative, alternative radio, because yeah. really, who's AAA played station, on the radio? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's no. Well, the who's on the radio. No, no, but but honestly, though, I've never... Let's the state of radio. And and maybe because we are a little bit of the older set, we don't know these people, but I'm sure in L.A. these people are known like... If you go into Amoeba Music, they're probably up front. These people are probably known in Brooklyn. I know know some of the names, I just don't know the songs they've done. Right. Right, I I still read Rolling Stone, so you will see these names in Rolling Stone. but why? Rolling Stone's still a good magazine. No, it's it's not. Okay, we're not going to fight over Rolling Stone, but even... Wayne Coyne, who is the lead singer of the Flaming Lips, uh, they just did something with Miley Cyrus for, you know, the, the Beatles. Right, they did um, Pepper. Right, pretty much Pepper, right. So th- there are connections here. What I love about some of the, and we'll get into the whole DVD, because there is talking in between the set. Now, the DVD that comes with this set, it mirrors the CDs, yeah. except for one song, which we'll get into. But Danny, in in an interview, said, and I quote, I've always imagined a small club show when my generation generation of musicians could cut loose on some of the deeper tracks from Dad's career. So in a totally new and vibrant way, I once again found myself taking the stage with some of my most treasured musical heroes to the sound of the most familiar music in my life. These are some of the best interpretations of my father's songs I could have ever thought possible. And that's for Danny. The only only thing that I'll say right off the bat is very, very disappointing in terms of the production of the disc itself is that when the disc starts, you get a whole bunch of talking heads with no ID. Winnie and I were watching it and we were sitting there kind of staring at the television, literally saying, Who are they? Who are these people? Right. I mean, when Ann Wilson shows up, you know who it is. And I don't even know if she's in the beginning. She is. But for the most part, you see a dozen heads go by, yep. and you have no idea who's talking. Well, and that, that's, that's that would, so that's, off-putting. That's the way right it starts. But it gets much better. They start IDing them during the show, during the film. Uh, yeah, I, I was but, disappointed. Well, they start. Dude, I don't think they even do that. Yes, they do. Once it's going later on, they, they start putting the names. But the whole beginning goes through. With no Well, the introduction, I love the way they do the introduction of the DVD. Now, again, we're talking about the DVD now only because, again, the CD mirrors it. So there's no reason to really go. Yes, there's no reason to talk about the CD. But the CD doesn't have the drop-ins of the interview parts. Well, yes, so so it's it's actually better that we're talking about the DVD because we're including the CD in here. Right, Right. And, and we were talking about the stage where they played in the middle of the booklet. There's a picture of the crowd from the stage, and... The Fonda Theater is a very, very small theater. Correct. So I think that helped this show because there was a lot of energy from... Sure. And the gnomes are on the stage, and that's, that's putting out that's a lot right. of energy. And the drumhead, which has the symbol of Krishna on it. So yeah. that is very visible throughout the whole show because it's weird. that I know it's probably a three-camera show, but they focus pretty much straightforward a lot. 
Well, it's, it's a small stage, too. Right, That's right. part of it. And there is a lot of energy in the room. Yeah. That there really is. So I like the beginning shows you George Harrison. You know, he does his famous, you know, look out, kid, it's what you did, you know, saying. And, and, and I love that. And the video is kind of cool in the beginning. And then, like you said, they do have the talking heads. Um, not, not the not, talking heads. Yes, just... the quote, talking heads, you know, people talking about George Harrison and, and what he and his music mean to them. And then they pretty much start the show. But the reason I said there was one song, there's like a house band uh, with Jimmy Vivino. They're called the Cabin Down Below Band. Right. And there's a lot of well, musicians. Jimmy doesn't, Jimmy's not on every no, track. That's he's not on every track. Problems, actually. But just to stress, though, Jimmy Vivino, for those people who don't know, Jimmy is the lead guitarist in, in a group called the Fab Foe, right. which make their way around the States and do play in Europe occasionally that do fantastic renditions of the Beatles catalog. He is also the house guitarist for the Conan O'Brien show, right. which uh, is an you know late night show here in the States. So just to let people know who right. Jimmy is. And the brother of Uncle Floyd. And the brother of Uncle Floyd. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually very important. <laughs> it is. It's important because the Cabin Down Below band, evidently they did uh, a Waiting on You All, which is not on the CD or the DVD. They opened the show... I guess it must have been an instrumental version, right. but we don't get that. So that's that's the only reason I mentioned that. If you look online at the set list, you'll see that song, and then you don't see anywhere. Right. I thought I'm looking for it on the CD. I'm going maybe it's on the CD. Could have really... had a technical issue. You never yeah, know. Absolutely. As the opening song, right. a myriad and, and things could go wrong. Correct, and it doesn't really matter. But I don't mind that he used an unknown band. As some people said in some reviews, and uh, I'm going to give them credit because I did read a few reviews just to see what other people thought. Uh, the overriding thing was that, you know, when they first heard that L.A. musicians were being used, young kids, it would have been maybe loose interpretations of George songs. And it would have been a little maybe even messy. And But the opposite happened. I think for the most part, and you guys can agree or disagree, for the most part, the renditions we hear are really pretty tight. And pretty true to the original. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. think of two or three that were kind of different, and we'll get to them when we go along. But, yeah. Uh, I thought the band was very tight. That other slide player was yeah, tremendous. He was really, well, you got to say, the slide player, for the most part, was Ben Harper. Yes, and the then other gentleman. Another was, gentleman. Again, I don't know who he is. Right. And I don't mean right. to not give credit. At the end, they do give, you know, give you the credits. But by then, you're done watching and you don't yeah. know who they are. I yeah. would have loved at one point if they would have just given you a name underneath. underneath the thing, yeah. Because, yeah. you know what, we don't, yeah. and I hate to say it, someone in L.A. might go, well, that's Michael blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you go, okay, great. Oh, but, Michael blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, you've Very heard good. of him. That yeah. he's brother of Michael Bublé. Bublé. Yeah, um, and but, even in the book, the notes it doesn't say slide guitar. There's a right. correct. There's this a guitar. pedal steel guitar player listed for you, Blue. But most of it just says you know guitar. And if it's the, lead guitar, rhythm guitar, or whatever, correct. You don't know. You don't know. And even on the pedal steel, that's that's one song. Right, right. So you're like, oh, okay, well, that's great. But I do wish they did give the band a little credit. Maybe if Danny would have introduced them, yeah, it would have been kind of cool for especially for, at the end after it was because it was a good band and. One of the things that bothered me a little bit about the show was the way, and, and and this is just silly stuff, but everything seemed a little too tightly edited. Like all of a sudden, you know, the song ends, boom, the next song continues. Well, that's uh, for DVD. Kinda, yeah. You know, you know, especially if you're watching it, it should be a little better paced. No, I actually appreciated that. The thing is, if you're there, 
we not should that I say, want to see the roadies coming out and, and doing a change, but... And there are sometimes you do see a little bit of that. Uh, but we should say that the DVD is two hours long. Right. Yes. It is. Yeah. I would assume that this show was probably closer to three hours if you were there. Oh, I'm sure it was. Because there's so many different acts yeah. at so many different times yeah. that you would have seen. Now, again, yeah. I think there are points in the show where you do see some of them leaving and coming on stage. I don't, I'm not, I don't mind that, but it just seemed a little too tight, especially on the CDs. Everything just bounce, bounce, bounce. Well, the know? CD you have to because it's not a visual, so you don't mm. want, I don't want to hear people. Not, you know, not that I want 30 seconds of you know, nothing, but I, I, you know. On the DVD, I think seconds. I might have appreciated that more if you just see the set changing and stuff a little. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe but either way, I, I think the CD is fine because it's just a tribute because they are including a DVD with the package. You don't have to buy it separate. Right. That's so, it. I always appreciate when they do that. Right. I think the DVD is nicely edited, tightly edited. There are some times when it cuts maybe a little too tight because all of a sudden you see some people on stage that weren't there a second right. ago and you don't know who they are either. So I think the IDing of people really would have helped with everything. Mm. But... Before we get to some of the songs, some of the things that some of the people said w- were very insightful, even though we don't even know who they are. <laughs> I really did like a lot of the content, except I do wish you would have had the ID. Like, there's flowers. Uh, again, Branded I, flowers. Thank you. From uh, the Killers. Yeah, from the Killers. Okay. You see, I didn't even know it. He actually does on here, Got My Mindset on You, and we'll go there. But I love what he said as a, quote, talking head, he said his ability to do what he did next to the monster that is Lennon and McCartney and still be able to succeed the way he did, that's inspirational to me in a lot of ways. That's kind of a cool statement. I love that because he realizes what George did. It wasn't just like, oh, George made some great songs, inspirational, spiritual, and, and he was good, and he gave the world the spiritual world and brought everybody closer to TM and all that. He realizes that he had a struggle with Lennon and McCartney and, and Brandon Flowers can't be more than 40. No, I don't well, think. well, that's what I'm saying, though. And a, a bunch of these people do even say, you know, I wasn't even born when the Beatles were around. Yeah, but yeah, what, that doesn't mean much no, anymore. No, I'm, I'm actually giving them credit for right. that. But at, at the same time, the, the Beatles story is so well known that it's almost like you just know it. It's, it's like any guitar player, If you once you start playing guitar, eventually, even if you don't like the Beatles, you're going to have to know some Beatles songs. Yes, you know, so part of the it's part of just the general language that musicians use. Part of it is knowing Beatles songs. Yeah, do you speak Beatles? Yeah, do you basically. Have, well, you that's know, the and other that's thing. the part that you have to know as a musician. You don't have to know the Kinks or the Stones. Yeah, that helps, but you do have to know the Beatles. Well, Britt Daniel, the guy who is on here also, which I didn't know who he was. Right. He says that the first thing I did was get a Beatles songbook, an acoustic. Guitar yeah. for Beatles, right. and I learned how to play. Yeah, Beatles and then, fake book. Yeah, so, you know, and yeah. so that's kind of cool to hear these young kids. I mean, yeah, I, I know we sound really old right now. But well, it, well but, you sound old. Tony and I yeah, are really young, know, young guys. We're I think much I younger sound than you. young. We, we knew who Brandon, no. whatever his name was, from the Killers. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's it. Where's Clapton? <laughs> Clapton He's going to bring Clapton in to replace himself. <laughs> yes, I am. Then we're going to, who's this old sock? Exactly. Oh. oh. That album sucks. Yeah, it anyway, really did. Anyway, it sucks. Um, anyway, so I do um, appreciate Danny giving us this. I will say one thing. Before we get into the, to the songs, 
Because there's a lot of songs on here. 26? Yeah, that's why we yeah. got to get into the songs kind of soon. Because there's a we lot will. of The songs we're not going to get into like in depth like we would if we're talking about some, a different, of, them, yeah. some of them. Some of them. Yeah. But let me just say one thing. I'm a little disappointed in two things. First of all, this is a night to celebrate the music of George Harrison. I, okay? know, I know where you're going. Do you? Yes. Okay. I need to talk about the packaging. Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking okay. about. So I, I, I want to talk about that, too. We will. Real quick, the packaging. Well, the packaging all over it, most of it, is George Harrison as a Beatle. Yeah. I mean, the cover, oh, all right. the all cover right. is gotcha. Let It Be. Let It Be. The yeah. back cover is 1968. Wow, I didn't even go there. That one right there? No, 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 the other one. There's yeah. the back, actually, on the album, that one. <laughs> oh, okay. And there's a picture, if you get the album. So it, it's a 176 shot, though. On no, 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 yeah. but if you open the, the CDs, it's then solo, solo. But in the front and back, it's Beetle Beetle. And, and it's a little weird that they choose to do that. Especially, that. why are you choosing to give me let it be rooftop as the cover of this release because you know what playing live okay but you know what he played live on bangladesh he played live 1974, on 1974 1991 you could have given a 1974 picture or that famous picture of him with the acoustic from bangladesh or you, you, know, you give him the he was at the bob fest in instead i always find a, a, a wonderful picture of george is the inside sleeve of extra texture Great Correct. Picture. It's a great picture. Yeah, you know, it's a wonderful shot. But here, his eyes are covered by his hair. Why are you giving me a Beatles shot? Maybe they thought it was a rock and roll shot. I, I actually, Not to be funny. I, I actually like the picture. Me too. Um, you know, but it conflicts with what the Harrison estate has done. Well, they, they they, really, there are Beatles songs on here. Well, also, Let It Roll used a Beatles song right. as the cover, right. too. So it's, we, it's Well, what true. bothered me, and this is where I thought you were going. Yeah, sure. Uh, not including the closing track in the DVD, which is a George, actual George Harrison song, and from All Things Must Pass. There are 12 songs covered here from All Things Must Pass out of the 26 songs. Wow. That is a lot. Is I mean, as much as I love All Things Must Pass, and I know you guys love it too, where's Blow Away? Where's This Is Love? Where's Cracker Box Palace? Where's Faster? You know, something no, you different. Know what, you know what no, it is, no. truthfully? No, there's just too much all things must no, pass on this. I've I, I got to say, truthfully, think about no. it, Rob, from a performance perspective. But you jump, once you start, I mean, you know, what are they going to do, teardrops? I mean, no, I'm not saying I know what you're saying, but no, but I mean, you know, Blow Away... You, Dream Away uh, would be even better. N- How many kids saw this, uh, the, this the show? Bandits? This show... It was going after and pursuing young musicians. Right, who, I know. In 2016, as much as I love the material you're talking about, I am not going to try to turn a 20-year-old person onto George Harrison by giving them blow away. Or teardrops. Or teardrops. It depends on the person I or did. faster or any of that. I love that song. Reason being, the material from All Things Must Pass, the one thing that's common ground about it is it plays really really well live and also oh it does live it strips away a lot of it, it let's what i always the phil Spector phlegm hang on it's over the that's, whole that's, thing i agree with that so the problem the thing is when you do have a bunch of young people doing 26 songs but no, you know i mean one of the songs is on be, here is uh, the art of dying no one's choosing that wait, song guys, no but maybe yeah. these that's why i'm danny saying these bands a, were danny asked. had a theme guys yeah no 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 Danny said the set list spotlights the spiritual themes that played a central role of my dad's songs. Right. From My Sweet Lord and Beware of Darkness to I, Me, Mine, and What is Life. 
Faster Doesn't Have It, Life Itself one would have been One of your favorites. One of your favorites. One of my very favorite songs, and that's a very spiritual thing. Yeah. yeah, listen, there's a lot of spiritual stuff from the later portion of, of his life, but Danny in particular likes... I All know, but there, there are two so, songs on here that do not belong. Well, here. then, we'll we'll, we'll, and, and we will get to them. So, first of all, that's one beef I have. The, I mean, first of all, this is a, a, a nice package. I like it a lot. Well, and we'll get into it. But the cover pictures with the Beatles, I'm not sure I love that. But I understand why, because most people will go into a store and see a Beatle George and maybe pick it up more than a solo George. Just a fact of life. No offense to his career. Nobody's going in stores, though. You know, you know what? I, metaphorically, like talking saying. heads, shut up. I know what I mean. I, nobody's going. I know stores. nobody's going into stores, I, but people are looking stores. on Amazon. You see that picture? You may yeah, not. That's, you, that's the picture you see. Right. That's so you know what? Right. Exactly, and, that, and that's the one they're promoting it with. So if you're looking on any internet site, that's what you're seeing. That's Beetle true. George. Yeah. True. And whether you like it or not, the Beatles sell better than solo Beatles. Whether it's George or any of them. Somewhere, someone's head just exploded when we said that. Anyway, <clears throat> well, I don't give that a ten. <laughs> I don't give that a ten at all. And I mean, the other thing that I um, I don't appreciate is that this release was done to coincide with George Harrison's seventy third birthday. What's it wrong was, with that? No, nothing. Okay. Just hear me out. Uh, this release was done February twenty sixth. Right. 2016. We should say release days are now on Fridays in America, not these to be on Tuesdays. Correct. And his birthday was the day before this release. Fine. But this show was done September 2014. Right. Took him a while. Yes, it did. This could have come out for Christmas time of 2015. And for his birthday, put out something George Harrison is on. Well, that would be a wonderful thing if... We I mean, would get volume two of the early takes. Uh, what did I say off mic? Or he just hit it exact. Anything that's waiting in the George Harrison vault. Well, uh, Rob, before you, know. you got here, Tony and I were just talking off mic, and you know what I said to Tony? One of the beefs is this, and then I said, "Where is volume two? Exactly what you just said." So I'm glad you're on the same page, because you know what? Uh, this is a good release for his birthday. It's okay, I agree. but I this could have been a supplemental release. I agree on, on many many things. The record's owned by the state of George Harrison, which is you know what Danny and Olivia take care of, and it's listed on Hot Records, which uh, is Henley on Thames, right. which is where George. It's lived. Danny's label, I believe. Okay, uh, distributed by BMG. Right. So, you know, I think George's stuff's going to come out much slower than even Paul's stuff, which has been. Oh slow. my goodness, <laughs> though. Then we're all going to be with George J. Gurdjieff. You know, I mean, we're going to be seriously. I, I'm sorry, I, but I agree. But you know what? It's it's been a slow uh, release pattern with George's stuff, and even when the Apple box that came out, there wasn't a lot on it extra. Well, that's that the, made me jump out and say, "I got to own it right now." Maybe they Olivia, did a nice job with it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but you would have thought that Olivia and Danny would have taken Paul's lead by now. And said, you know what? George only has, what, eight, nine, ten solo albums? Right. Uh, I know Paul has 75,000 of them. But by this time, even if they would have put out All Things Was Passed as a deluxe thing, I mean, now it's they put out All Things Was Passed so many times. But each album as a deluxe reissue with bonus stuff like Paul's doing, like an archive series. No, All Things Must Pass in particular could have been subject to a five-disc set. Well, that's what I mean. Because of everything we have. Correct. I mean, there's, you know... There's, there's those there's, Beware of Abco. Yeah, the Beware well, of well, Abco. Just starting right there. Yeah. I mean, starting right you know, there. So the everything from a... Triple disc. Right, from, a, from acoustic to 
Electric, yeah. yes, but I mean, it, but, clean, but every tracks. well, every even if you would have given us an archive version of somewhere in England with the four that were rejected, they didn't. So right. anyway, starting that's a great place to start. Right. So let's forget about that for now. So those are my two. But, but I also I have a reason I think for that. What? I think Danny's out there being a musician. And but is he? Well, you know, I don't know. He's not on tour. No, no, no. But we haven't gotten much. I mean, the new number two have given us, I think, two albums. Right. And Fistful of Mercy, which he did with Joe Arthur and Ben Harper, right. uh, was one album. Right. So I know he's the executor with his mom to the right. estate. And uh, it's just that it, I know he's being a musician. I, and you know what? One of the things about George Fest that everybody did say, and even Danny said he, he was moved to tears by many of these performances, it might be just too hard for a son to do this right now. It, it, yeah, and Olivia and maybe then, doesn't then want to then go hire through. someone to do it. No, I get it. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, you, you have your fa- right. You have your father's estate right. out there, and you know your father kept cassettes of everything. Right, hire everything. He, bring, he recorded you know, so much. Bring Ken Scott in to do it. He was really. good friends with George. Right. Why yeah. not? Right. Ken, right. call yeah. Ken if you listen. Call Danny. Just call him. <laughs> I'm going to take a break right okay. now, and then we're going to get into the songs of George Harrison on George Fest, a night to celebrate the music of George Harrison, right after this. Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us, for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. (laughs) Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All, and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. Hey everyone, it's Tony from Fab Four Free For All, with a unique opportunity for four of our listeners to win copies of George Fest, courtesy of Yumi Distribution and Hot Records. They have provided us with three of the CD and DVD packages and one of the vinyl packages to give away. Now, all you have to do is send an email to fab4freeforall at aol.com. That's fab, the number four, free, the number four, all at aol.com. And in the subject heading, write either George Fest vinyl or George Fest CD, and you'll be entered 
in the drawing to win your copy. Courtesy of your friends here at Fab Four Free For All, the folks from Yumi Distribution and Hot Records. Good luck. And we are back, and we are talking... Oh, I'm your moderator, Mitch Axelrod, and I'm here with Rob Leonard and Tony Chiquardo. Hi. 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 We're going to get... Hi. 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 Oh, thank you. Which probably a lot of the people on this show were not. <laughs> we're talking about the Did George Best. No, no, no. I hope all of our listeners are. <laughs> just because why not? Well, Unless you're driving. One thing before we start the thing. You know, the, the book, the, well, our, our review. The booklet. There is a booklet in here. Yes, there is. And I didn't know this until last night. Because it's stuck. It's literally screen. stuck behind yes. the DVD, and I'm like, first of all, when I got it, I'm like, well, I'm surprised it's not a booklet, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, by mistake, I just sort it's of- It's so funny. My, a friend of mine who was going through the package after I'd watched it was like, oh, what's this? I was like, oh, it's yeah. a booklet. So there is- I didn't, know some, I didn't even know there was a booklet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at your booklet the whole time. You got here, I'm going, there's a booklet? I'm like, what is that? I, I do not- I still don't- no, there's That's a booklet. So, but to get it out, now look what happened. My, uh, my whole back thing yep, ripped. You split the seam. And yeah. it's so well. tight in there. <laughs> yeah. And it's and then That's the glue from the plastic yes. is like stuck in there too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. and the booklet's it's nice. Really it's funny. on nice paper. Yeah, the there's some nice pictures. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to go look when I get home. And yeah. It also lists who plays all the musicians yeah. in the back. Well, not who plays all the musicians. <laughs> it's yeah. like actors who play. I'm playing a musician tonight. Playing well, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. But you know what? I didn't know there was a booklet. That's the thing. You know, it's like, that was another complaint I was going to say. I don't, I don't have a, and now you're telling Glad me there's a booklet. Um, it's wow. literally. We really do prepare for the shows a lot. We, we do, just, though. But, but, yeah, but look, I know, there's no but that's slot. That's what I'm saying. There's, the slot is in the plastic, not on the, the yeah. sleeve. On the, the, the one thing I will sleeve. tell you, though, when. Uh, we <laughs> Imagine did, he starts saying, damn it, there wasn't a book. And I'm like, oh. And then people are going, uh, yeah, there is, you idiot. <laughs> I have to edit the whole show out. Uh, but if no, I hadn't found it last night, I'd be going, yeah, you're right. The funny thing is, when we did get a bunch of these to give away to you people and you will there will be Yay. a contest to give some away uh, because it does come in vinyl just too just have to call Carson 6922 <laughs> Paul's gonna go stop calling me I didn't do the George Fest and I don't have any copies and uh, they didn't send them to me <laughs> actually I sound like an old Paul McGaw stop sending them to me uh, when we first got these from the record company, right. to, uh, again, to review and to give away, thank you very much, BMG and Hot Records, we really Jason. appreciate it, and David Zonchon, who produced this. When we first got them, I pulled it out of the box, and a lot of the CDs were coming out of the top. Sure. Not to be funny, because they're sure. top-loading. Right. So they were yeah. coming out of the top, and I was like, ooh, I don't want them to come out. But no booklet came no, out. <laughs> it's stuck in there. I'm not funny. kidding. So that, that interesting, Rob. All right, so anyway, let's get to some of these songs. Now, just to make it very clear, on February 27th, 2016, they showed on a TV station here in, in the States called MTV Live, formerly Palladia. They showed a 90-minute version of this. Right. It was so cut up and so haphazard. It gave you a good idea of what this is all about, but you should get the DVD because it, it did not flow Purposely at all. cut up poorly, so you'll go buy it. So you'll go you'll, buy you'll it. You'll say, oh, this is really good. Oh, this is really poorly edited. And oh, actually, but I'm going to buy it. And they left out even a Danny song, the one you'd want to hear live because they want you to go buy it. Of course. So anyway, a smart move by them, and it was a nice little teaser, so to right. speak. And before you start, we should mention that the show set list compared to the 
album is different. It is different. So if you s- saw the show, it's like not in the and exact he, Right. Even if you listen to the DVD or watch yeah. the DVD, it's not in yeah. the way they did it right. originally. So, so anyway, let's get to some of this. Again, we said, Awaiting on You All, uh, we don't see, but that's right. part of the set list. The first song, I think, is really funny because it's Old Brown Shoe by Conan O'Brien. Now, Conan O'Brien, if you all know, is a comedian and a writer. Well, and, talk show host, too. On, well, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and the funny thing is, he says... Great, put the comedian on first and set the bar real low. And, and that was very telling. Very, yeah. Because really you know was. what? I don't know if they did that. I mean, I, he might be kidding, but I, I think they might have I you know, think did knowing, it on purpose. No, yeah, and also knowing Conan, he probably actually said it. it was like, you know what, guys, get me out of the way. Right, because I have but, no but, reason but to be first of all, well, among no all reason, these great players in the middle of the show. He is a musician. He, he is he a musician, is a, yeah, but I've he's seen not him. egotistical about his musical ability. I, really. I've seen him with the Fab Foe. Uh, one time he showed up. Oh, wow. He came and sang with him. And he did My Bonnie, which sounded really good. He's a good singer. And he can't well, sing. he does, an Elvis. He does a he, major Elvis yeah. impersonation. That's so his he, big thing. He downplayed himself. And as a matter of fact, made a joke that he thought this was a George Michael fest. Yeah, that's George, cute. George yeah. And he was story. practicing faith for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Which is very funny. It is funny. Yeah. It is a nice way to lead off the DVD with some humor. Right. And it's, it's not like... It's also nice because George. George was a humor. That, very, well, that's very the other thing I was going to get to. You know, he's you there know, for a lot of reasons. And as one of the talking heads in the DVD documentary, he does talk about the humor. Yeah. And oh, Weird yeah. Al... I'm sorry, Weird Al talks does. about the humor. Yeah. And so there are reasons yeah. for Weird Al well, also, and I don't know if this was an agreement or not, but that week that the show happened on Conan's show, it was George Harrison week. Right, yes. and he did let it down. Right, Danny did. Danny did let it down. Paul Simon was on. Right. Every here day there was the another right. group doing, which is weird that Paul Simon's not on here. But anyway, right. uh, actually, it's not a bad thing. So um, I totally but, agree with that. But, right. but maybe the agreement was, hey, can you let me sing a song? Right. Yeah, well, yeah why not? I he think, can't say. I think probably Conan and Danny probably just formed and a friendship he, from there. And yeah. let's face it, Jimmy Vivino, again, member of the house band, right. is member of the house band on Conan's right. show. Right. So there were a lot of connections back to Conan. And, and I had and nothing wrong. I thought not actually, at all. He pulled off. He pulled off over and Well, first very of all, he well. does it very well. Yeah, he um, has no voice. Big time no, to speak no, but, of, but but he doesn't have a bad voice. Correct. Right. He, he didn't have ruin it. Not at all. He didn't start no. up the show in a bad way. No, it was it was a yeoman's job, as yes. I will say. It and was, also, you the, know, the good thing about it is that again, if they would have placed this in the middle of the show, it would have been disappointing. Might because, have been a little bit of a denouement. Yeah. Right, and people now are googling that. You know. <laughs> no, but you're right. Because it would have maybe brought down the show, not to a bad level, no. but like weird, uh, just a well, weird, I think weird it, place. You know, they knew Weird Al was coming out, and no one knew what, what he was going to do. And they know he's there, so maybe you don't want him to combine. Maybe you want him in the beginning, Weird Al sort right. of towards the middle. And also Conan's, you know, uh, Weird Al doesn't speak when he comes out. No, he doesn't. But Conan spoke because he was the first one, and I'm glad he said, you know, yeah, let's set the bar low. Because he didn't set the bar low. No. He, I, I thought the bar was set. But and the fact can I, was only can I ask one question though. You always do about this. Yeah. Well, I, one thing that was nice was that you, right out of the shoot, you realize how great Jimmy Vivino was going to be throughout the show. Right. And it's you a see shame that he's not on every song. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I know the but, other people were and fine. They, they harmonize him and Conan harmonize yep. nicely. Yep. I'm going to sound like a complete. But what is the a complete what? Finish your saying, moron. Like, oh, but well, what is the? I wanted to hear you say that. Nice. What is the too late? Too late gone. What? At the end, when they're doing oh, the, I mean, too, too late, late, too late, gone, 
What is that? No, some of them, they all sing differently. In all my years of listening to Old Brown Shoe, yeah. I never got that exactly no, no, no. those backing vocals. I, you know I, what? Always, I think it's through it all, through and through, or I, like I... I never. I mean, but I mean late, most people just saying, "Do that, do that, do." I mean, that's what I thought it was. Well, you know what? But it, it's it's like lo- all I thought of is years ago. Elton John has a song called "Bad Side of the Moon" that's on the live album, and, and he's just going "Uzamala, Uzamala." And there's a band that had a single that was on the charts. Yeah. There was a version of that, and they're going "Isn't my life, Isn't my life." Well, uh, and I guess it's whatever you interpret, you interpret it. it well, but, even George on the live in in Japan. I oh, think does he they, do it on that? Does I don't he do think the he does. Too, I don't think he does too late gone, but they do something else too. Yeah, right, maybe that's what it is. I think it's just you know what? It's whatever it is. It is. Well, and, I guess so. It just it was a strange as a hardcore. I was kind of going, did I miss something? Like all the like, is Danny must have heard them do that and said that's fine. Yeah, Danny must have either said Dad was saying too late, too late gone, or. Danny must have said whatever they whatever interpreted you interpret as, as, man, as that's, that's cool. what you right. Maybe Wherever the band was just jamming along and or the singers right. or whatever. Right. Instead of saying do that, do that, do one of the things. One of the first of all, I love the fact that Jim Vino plays guitar on it, lead yep. guitar because he's such a great player. Yes, he, he is. He sings along with Conan. I do. Ha- I have to share a story about Uh-oh. Old Brown Show very quickly. You have an Old Brown Show? No, I actually don't. Uh, years ago, I was part of a. There was a George Harrison tribute show that I was part of. Uh, for Lilac on Long Island, which is an anti-cancer group. And so the, the guys are all together and they're getting the show together and I'm hosting. And I go, you got to let me sing Old Brown Show because it's, it's in, within my range and I, I know, I, I just think it's a snap finger type song. Yeah, oh yeah. So Not a Brian Wilson snap finger. No, right? that's something else. Yes. So <laughs> I, I sing the song, the guitar solo comes and the third verse comes on and I'm looking at the words saying, no, those aren't the words. That's <laughs> funny. The guy who was, I was with, his name's Tom Cavanaugh, he comes up and starts singing into my ear <laughs> to get me to get back into the song. And as I was watching Conan do the third verse... He misses it a little. The, the third verse is it's a weird verse. Yes, because well, it's it, also differently timed. Yeah, so, Correct. And I think he might have had the same thing. You mean, he, I want to love the viewers to miss that love is something I'd hate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, he might have had the same problem I did. That's saying maybe that's not the third verse. Cause, well, you know, I always yeah, miss... because it's, it's, it's a strange... Well, it's, it's, it's a, a very... Yes, it is. I never got the line for your... Top lip, I'm in the sweet cu- top lip, so I'm, I'm in the, in the queue. queue. That one I always really? just made my own Mondegrino. You know, I always had. Well, first of all, the word queue in in America is not exactly always used. True. And for your sweet top lip, what about the bottom lip? <laughs> you know, you, you just want the top? <laughs> no, but, yeah. no, but you, know, you could do a lot with the top one. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, you're right. I want a love of yours to miss that love is something I'd hate. You're right. I know he's doing the you know yin-yang and all that, yeah. but that's a tough line it's, to sing. I, I, I just remember looking at it, I go, because I sang the first two verses and the middle parts without even looking at the, the sheet. Well, most people do, and then you go, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you get lyrics off of, like, Wikipedia or oh, something, something, you're like, what, what? Wait, wait a minute. No, I can't do that. Someone's having fun with you. You know, it's not let me drown because I'm going to. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Tony, you want to just tell them what the next song is? Uh, I Me Mine I Me Daniel. I Me Mine. Very straightforward. Totally straightforward. And you know what? This guy does a really good George. <laughs> yes, but I wish the harmony vocal was a little higher. Yes. In the, I, I agree me, with that, too. Mine, yeah. It's a little low in the mix. So right. you yeah. get mostly, uh, you know, you get the guy doing it, and yeah. he's good. 
Yeah. And he's really yeah. good, um, but I just wish the harmony was a little higher up. But it's very, very straightforward. Yep. They don't... Absolutely. Uh, well, for L.A. musicians who interpret a lot, I think Danny let them interpret where they wanted to. Yes, but and I it think they were all sterile. That's no, what's lovely. It's not yes. sterile. And a lot of these, the interpretations are really straightforward, not sterile, but I don't know whether Danny, you know, said... Try to make it yours. And the musician said, no. You know, I think in the talking what head part, Ben Harper says, that, you know, you could sit there and go up on stage and try to do the George Harrison songs the way you want to. He said, but George was such an intricate player yeah, and one of the top yeah. five slide players well, look, that you, you want to respect. So you really got to do the work. You can so strip, I think they did. You can strip any great song down to its element and do it and as there are some here that they do. an acoustic piece of music with one guitar and a vocal. And right. many of George's best songs... Could be. Will hold up very well to to interpretation and treatment like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, you think of the we, we talked about the Beware of Abco yes. know, demos basically. Yeah, and you just and hear like, those. Wow, that well, would even, have been great. Yeah, those, the way it was those amazing songs with you know when they say with all things must pass that's drenched in production, right. but stripped down they're still fantastic songs. The thing that's nice about this is they these musicians I think really wanted to kind of do an homage to the way George presented his own work, but they wanted to keep some of their own flavor and personality in it. What, so what it was I, a great combination. But we've heard pretty much I Me Mine stripped down in Let It Be. Absolutely. When, whenever you right. hear it, you know, yeah. you hear him but doing this, that little... This was a little more expanded. No, no, you're right. Yeah. A little bit, but I mean, well, I Me mean, Mine wasn't. I mean, right. they had to add to it in order to make it a two-minute song. Right. But even in Let It Be, if it ever comes out... You hear the the flamenco like that George does on right, the absolutely. acoustic, which absolutely. is beautiful, and which is to your point, this could have been done like that. Sure, but they yeah. did it the way. You yeah, know, which so. is wonderful. I, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought no, that, no, very good song, very nice. I, I happen very to nice. think it's good. So the next song was is Jonathan Bates on lead vocal and uh, Danny backing him up on Let It Roll, the ballad of Sir Frankie Chris. What I love about this, uh, we don't have to get too much into it again. It's really pretty true, but. They do the, ooh, Sir Frankie Chris, harmonizing, which George does in the demos, but not in the actual, and I like this a lot. I I was, when I was listening, I'm going, like you said, I don't remember that. Well, I I said that too. I loved it. But But then then you have to go back to the booth. Right, then I remembered that, but I'm like, that's interesting that they would pick it that way. You know, they would do it that way. That's Danny. That's Danny, or it's one of those people may have been hard, I mean- no, now, I don't know if those people would have been that hardcore. Where you Vivino go to a booth, Vivino would have. Ja- Jimmy, maybe Jimmy would have, and maybe Jimmy said, "Hey, Danny." But you Danny might have also said, "Listen, let's try let's this." Add this in. Whomever the did it, yeah. The, the, the way it. Good on him. Oh my lord! Yeah. I, now I wish I, George would have done. <laughs> lovely pedal. It's, although it's, I love the, uh, the the song the way it is. Yeah, lovely but, pedal steel work on this. Uh, um, yeah, really good. Jonathan Bates is really like feeling the vocal. Yeah. Which I love a lot, which goes on a lot on this on this show. This is the one um, where I think he interprets him, his own. Yes. Not, not that he strays. No, no, no. But from he's, the basis of the original. But, but he he's does his feeling own. the vocal. Yeah. And and well, and this again, is a song that really you know if you've sung, I've sung this in concert. Yeah. And in concert live, it sounds like I'm going. But I've sung this live, and you have to sing this. In it's so emotional. The song. Yeah. It's not one of these. This is also one of those songs where I looked at the lyrics you know, after I've done it and go, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Because yeah. this also has some weird in like the third, always the third yes. verse for George. <laughs> it is. It is always the third verse with George. That he gets does weird. something yep. weird in there. Yep. But, uh, and a lot of times George's middle eights 
He'll do two of them. He yeah, he will. Yes. He, he and Paul does separate. none of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes. Vivino's so, in all his glory on this, too. Yeah, yeah. there's a good, there's a really good song. The, the, uh, and a really good version. It works much better when Vivino's on stage. Uh, let's admit it. You're right, but I'm not going to take away from the other. That's true. Right. Good point. So anyway. the next one? Something by Nora Jones. Oh, okay. Now, I've seen on the internet where people have said, wow, after seeing this and hearing this, maybe something should have always been done by a woman. And I'm not going to say yes or no. I mean, it, it fits anyway. Nora Jones has a great voice. Yes, she does. Nora Jones is on this a couple of times. We all know Nora Jones is the daughter of Ravi Shankar. So he had a special relationship with George, maybe. Danny's adopted cousin, really. Right, right. So she does a beautiful job on this. But as you and I were saying, every time she gets on the stage... She's not very animated. She's not. It brings the whole show down. She's in my very opinion. boring. She's I love boring. it. She, it's, I, it's a I, great she's got a nice version, voice. But it, maybe but, it works better on the CD. But I even think it brings the CD down a little sits, bit as opposed to the DVD. But when you see her, it doesn't look like she ever smiles when she sings. Well, I, I, so that, it's like something in the and beautiful. Because they but, could see you doing that just yes. now. Yeah, the audience <laughs> can see. No, but I, I, think, I hate you. I, I personally think that. <laughs> It's a that's, great version. That's just the way she is on stage. She is not animated on stage, not with this or. But can or I be honest? Then, then have her open the show. Correct. Well, well you saw her, with, her open on the, the show. On have the her Paul, do the first two. Uh, music care show too. Right. She's on stage with. I think she does "Oh Darling," if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and know, she's at this, the piano, and, she's like, and oh, darling, you know, in the, when you get to the middle where it's like, you know, where right. you me? smile, please. Well, <laughs> and she I, just I and the, on this, she's she just you know, even like you're asking me that part. Which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's she pretty. Just, it, it is beautiful. It's pretty, but it's out. It's out of place here. It is. It's she really also didn't place, change yeah. the sex of Which the song. Is fine. That's oh, I don't mind that at all. Need that. Some people do. Yeah. And some people don't. No, I, don't I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I don't need. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. And next, fellas. Got my mind set on you. I should say who's done by Brandon, Brandon Flowers, Flowers from yeah, the Killers. Yeah, yeah, yep. With Bates and Harris and yes. and I know where you're going to go with this. Done very well. Done very well. Now go with your beef, because I know where you're going. Because as much as it was a big hit, George's last number one song. Actually, any solo Beatles last and, number and, one and song. true last solo Beatle number one. Yep. Does not belong on this. Wasn't written by George. Wasn't George written by George. It. I know. Mind you, George's arrangement is different than the original. And Rudy Clark. Rudy Clark. But this does not belong when you have only certain slots for a show like this, as much as this was the big hit and had a great video, I think this maybe, does not belong. I he does a great job, too. The only reason is it's a very upbeat song. Yes. Very upbeat. It might have been Danny's choice. you got to remember. That, that Danny, at Danny's age, this was Dad. This That's was right. Dad now. He was 10 years old. This was Dad's big hit record, right. and this right. was something that and, probably and was, The video you know, was a lot of fun, too. Yep. There, there yeah, were two of them. The only thing about this, and... Winnie pointed this out, my, my wife Winnie said, it comes out and it's really, it's the boy band moment in the show. Yeah, sort of. Brandon Flowers comes off as basically like, like he'd be One Direction. Like, the, it's just very like the show takes on a momentary this like, is, no, this is where, here's one for the kids kind of thing. <laughs> well, and you're like, right. This yeah. is where Danny's I mean, youth comes into play. Yes, totally. Well, and it's, it would have been like, you know, I said, this is love would have been a nice choice. When we was fab would have been a nice choice. Something like that. Now, we I just, was fab's you know, you know what it is? I got to be honest. All these songs you're bringing up, and I understand why you're bringing them up. There's one thing that I was delighted 
was missing from this whole night. Was? There wasn't one damn synthesizer on stage uh, all Okay, but that's night. fine. But And to me, every song you're mentioning, you're bringing that sinful element yeah, into- Yeah, but what, what was the drum I, track on Got My Mind Set on you originally? But it wasn't last night. It wasn't on the show. It wasn't on the show last night. No, I'm thinking I was watching yeah, it last night. But Keldor it was an electric drum. He made yeah, a pattern. But, but I'm just saying, every other one of those tunes that would have been done like, unless you stripped them down to their elements- Right. Would have needed a synthesizer, and I'm just thanking God well, there was glad, no, yeah, there, there was no synthesizer it, it, present on I, that stage. I think I really think if he wanted to do something from Cloud Nine, upbeat, Devil's Radio would have been Devil's cool. Radio would have because been perfect. It's upbeat, no, it's, it's upbeat. upbeat. It's what George was all about. George was not all about got my mindset on you unless no it was he wasn't. Chicks. I got I understand that, but I'm just saying got my mindset it's on you. It's not a least. spiritual song, and it's it and it's no. not even written by George. And it, yeah, that's, that's my, that's a, that's my yeah, problem I with it because you have 26 upbeat. songs right. that are released. This one and the next song do not belong here. And mind well. you, they're great versions. Brandon should be happy with the version. And oh, no, he did a good job. It, they a, bounced around the stage. Now, it's so that. funny. We're saying the next song, which we'll get to in a second, but a friend of mine who was at my house last night when we were watching this, the moment that came on, he said, wow, that's one of my absolute favorite George Oh, I agree. Songs. And I, that, the one thing that I really would love to have seen maybe him do, because this guy has a decent voice, I would have loved to have seen them do a version of Don't Bother Me. Wow. Because that's, cool. that's, that's George... Too. Right, I mean, yeah. even even his later stage. Don't right, bother me. I'm yeah. a gardener. Go away. Yeah, leave me and, alone. And true. that's and that's a very upbeat. That's true. Can you imagine yeah. if he came out and all of a sudden, boom, boom, you yeah. would have been like, oh my god, because yeah, George I, didn't fine. do it live. Never that's, did. No, of course. That's yeah. true. And that's and that. True. And so, again, anyway. I was saying about the boy band, but it does. They do a fun version of it. Yeah, they do. But, but it's, it's kind of you it's, know, it's sort of like here's the hit song of the night, kids. <laughs> well, no, you're, you're right. So I get your point that yeah. it, that that is why you know, ten years old, last hit that his dad had. Yeah, and I yeah. get your point also, Rob, but, because yeah. he didn't write it. It just seems it, out of place. It bothered yeah. any. But it's a, but, but everybody knows it's a George song. So in, in the scheme of things. It didn't bother me as much, but now hearing you guys talk about it, now it's going to bother me. I'm going to skip it. Now. It's no, like when I, I go to a Beatles tribute show, and if it's a, especially a show like this type of, you know, where it's not just the weekly band playing out there, and they like do Twist and Shout or something. Yeah, right, right. And you want to hear right. Lennon McCartney or George Harrison or whatever. My Generation or something. Anyway. <laughs> All right, next, Rob. Okay, the next one, and I agree with you, this version is beautiful. Why? The Heartless Bastards doing If Not For You. Written by Bob Dylan, though. It's not a George. Now, George recorded it. I just love their name. Bob Dylan recorded it. Olivia Olivia Newton-John recorded it. That's why this song does not belong Olivia Neutron Bomb. That's right. I like Olivia Newton-John's version. Me too. I do too. Me too, but it was. And the woman who sings this, her name is Erica. Wemmerstrom? Yeah. H- holy crap, this woman can sing. She can sing. It's lovely. Oh. I do have to say, though, honestly, I appreciate this one much more on the CD than the DVD. Yes. There's really no She's, visual. You know she sounds no. like Phoebe Snow. Phoebe Snow. Yep. Yeah, but she, That's so funny. I was thinking that last night. It is really a beautiful version of version the song. Does not belong on the CD. Correct. It belongs on the CD. I didn't need Bonus it on the DVD. Bonus track material for iTunes. No, no. It, it, <laughs> it, it's lovely. It, it fits wow. very nicely in the flow of the show. Wow. Yes. Yes, Very I, nice. I agree with that. And if you think about it, among George's catalog, it's unique. And with that in mind, it's a beautiful spot for it in the show. If you're pacing a show like this, it's a really nice place for that song. Now, the but, thing what you can say about why it should be there. Now, mind you, they do another Harrison Dillon song later on. Yes. Harrison Dillon. Right, right. right have you any time. To, yeah. 
The thing you can say about having a Bob Dylan song in this show is that— It represents Bob. No, no. Is that George was a huge Bob Dylan fan. Yeah, right. sure. Sure. And I'm sure George would want a Bob Dylan song. And like there. I said, my friend, first thing he was thinking was, oh, it's one of my favorite George right. Harris right. songs. But you could have also, wasn't, well, you know. well, that's true too, but you could have done I Don't Want to Do It. That would have been different. But that, you know. That's an upbeat Ooh. song too. Absolutely. Yeah. But synthesizer. Synthesizer starts off yeah. the song. Well, it's yeah, more of a right. keyboard than a song. Oh, yeah. whatever. No, it's a synth. It's a synth. But synth these wasn't two songs, the <laughs> as much as I like them, and everything did not belong on this album. Well, again, a yeah. lot of uh, alters was passed, right. so I think most people probably were given direction some way by Danny, yes. probably, probably, saying, look, you can do teardrops if you want, but I'd rather you do. <laughs> no, I mean, I think most people, I would have loved if they would have done stuff from somewhere in England. I, I'm sure Danny probably said, please, nobody do all, again, all those years know, they ago. they did any road, so. That but that's his last album, right. Danny, and Danny was... Really on that. Right, he was. So, again, all the songs I mentioned don't bother me. If they would have done all those years ago, I wouldn't have minded, but no. that doesn't belong here either. No, it doesn't. Not so at that, all. That's uh, understood, but, and, and wow. that's, but he was a Beatle, so that's a tribute know, to the but, Beatles and uh, John Lennon. So, yeah. I know. That's also a song that can't be covered. Nor can When We Was Fab. No, because that's uh, it, strictly personal George. Right. It's I mean, too, it, 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 it's it is, almost too it, personal. Almost, but you know what? If you take a step away, all those years ago is not as... No, you can't. Uh, it's all about John. You can't. It's it is, about but if John, you take a step away, it's... You know, you got to remember the song was originally written for Ringo with a with different chorus. No, not different chorus, but Rob different Ringo chorus. was also a, a Beatle. Beatle, right? You know, it's but, only but, a dream but, away. But the the lyrics weren't originally. He rewrote the lyrics to remember John. Right, but where I'm going is. That song in that form can't really be covered I'm by very, someone who's not one of the Beatles. I am very, very surprised that the song Mystical One was not on this show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not oh, being no, funny. Oh, no, I know what you mean. You're right. Mystical One You're is right. a funny up, you said up, that. Up, upbeat song, song. From, an, from an album that didn't do well. I yeah. understand it. No, but but you you're, know what? You're upbeat right. song, spiritual. Yeah. Instead right. of got my mind. Well, imagine right. a mystical one. Although people in the audience probably would have been like, what? They all got in trouble. But, right. but still, it's... A very upbeat, you know. I mean, spiritual it, song. you want to go that route? They could have done "Dear One." No, that's slow. They could Still, have done beautiful and song. Th- and this would be a more song for interpretation. My dark, dark sweet lady, because Olivia. No, but but they could have they could have done uh, "Gontrapo," the actual song, not you know. Not well, the album. and again, did. though, it's back. All these ones we're talking about, right. including it, it Dear One. Hour show. It's also synthesizers. Right. Even "Dear One," the middle break but, is synthesizers. Right, keep going. Next song. Um, Ian Astbury, lead singer of The Cult and later on replacement lead singer in The Doors, um, <laughs> doing Be Here Now. And you know what? Very, very surprising to me. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed it. His, it's not the same as George's. George's version voice, is quintessential. Yes, it is. And his voice is not perfect, perfect for it. But it works. But he's feeling it. And I mean, he says he is, he's talking head. He is absorbed in this song. And which is my and, problem with it. He seemed too absorbed. Like he wow. was lost, I thought. Oh, no. I thought, I thought, no. The, slow, I thought the show song was a little too slow. It was a little too slow. And, and I it did sort feel of that. springs the show. You know, it does slow. But coming well, after, yes. if not for you, I can understand no. that. Yeah. You want to know something? Yeah. His interpretation, I, I get why you say it's too slow. It's not any slower than George's. No. Here's, here's why. He doesn't, no, we don't, no, it's not. He doesn't hold the notes like George does. So, well, like when George is going, because it's not like it was. Yes. You know, it's held and continuous. But yeah. he goes, it's not like it was. 
Yeah. Nouveau, it makes it seem slower because it's more staccato. Yes. Good point. Good yes. point. I just. That's, that's what I got This was the weirdest of choice out of the whole show. Well, it was, it's but not the weirdest though. choice. It was the weirdest choice by him. Because if, if Ben Harper would have done Be Here Now, you might have said, oh my God, that but was an incredible I would, I would better ex- voice. But I would expect a better interpretation. But I would from also, ben for me, it looked as though like. Ian Asbury was well, just like, I'm willing to do the show, but you have to let me sing Be Here Now. Right. Because like, I, can't, I can see him being like, you want me in this? I'll be in this, but I got to sing Be Here Now. Well, like he, and, and he that's just wanted fine. To, he wanted to own that song, Listen, there's, which was kind of interesting. Points, there's points in the whole DVD where you see Danny in the background laughing at some points yeah, and yeah. just looking you know, forlorn at some points. He's absorbing it also. Yes. And so oh, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure about this one. I don't think he was on stage for this. He was. He, but Ian is totally, like you said, absorbed. Yes. And I think it's almost like George was coming through him. Yeah. Whether it's a good yeah. version or not, I like the version. I do too. I, there's something about it. It, I, it isn't a great version per I think se. It, I think it works better on the DVD than the CD. Yes. Yes, because you, you nailed see it, him do seeing it. him do it, and you know right. what else? I'll too? go with that. I'll say it is better. You on You know the what DVD. else too? It shows you to me this interpreted this version. You kind of get a little smile on because it shows you what a great vocalist George was. And most people don't. Give most him people credit. don't give him the props, and you see this being done this way, and you go, "Wow, this is." And then I you listen it. to George's, and you go. Yeah. Well, you want to know something, guys? I I don't know. I just, there was a bothersome about the choice of song. I will tell you right now, and all props to George. I mean, you know how much I love George, my favorite Beatle. I was never a big fan of living in a material world. I'm just not. It it was a letdown after the, to me, personally. I agree. Sure. Uh, I know it went number one. It had Give Me Love. Yeah, and I, I like it very much. And, and, yeah, and there's a lot of great a... stuff. Don't Let Me Wait Too Long could have been on this, too. Totally. But anyway, because that that's a totally choice. upbeat. But yeah. but I will say and that after... Song too. Yeah, that would have been great with the slide players yeah. up there. Right. After wow. hearing Be Here Now here on this, it made me go right to living in the material world to be that's here funny. now. That's funny. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because... And that might yeah. be what other people do because they say if it's such a beautiful song and Ian did it like that, I want to I mean, hear, hear George's. So I, yeah. I listened to George's again and I just got absorbed in it. I went to YouTube actually right, right. away yeah, it's and beautiful. I just went, oh my, oh my God, I have to hear George's version. Not because he did it badly, but because he made me want to hear George's version. Well, you know, the choice for this type of show is, I can understand that. Absolutely. Don't Let Me Wait Too Long would have been a much better wow, choice. Wow, would have been great. That is the lost George Harrison single, yes. and it is one of his most spiritual songs ever. Now, but you wouldn't expect that. No, it, no, because you don't, it's a nice... You think it's about a... It's a poppy song. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a very pop song, which you think is about a woman, yeah. but every, George, everything George you thought about a woman is gone. Yeah. But that one yeah. is... All his women were going, oh. That one... <laughs> but those, those lyrics, once you... When you just stare him as lyrics, and you're not singing along to the music, you see where he's going with it. Yes, yes. You know, so yeah. so that would have been a great choice. You know, I understand why this is. I, I, I'm actually kind of happy it is something different. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. so far this whole album is all things must pass. Right. And yes. this isn't. Yeah. So and, far. and now I will so. I will say this at this point in the proceedings. This all right, I'm, so- I'm watching the DVD. Yep. You know, and this finishes. And I'm thinking about all these things. Oh, wow, it's cool that he did that. Wow, he looked really absorbed in it. Wow. First thought that came into my head, and I don't like to compare apples and oranges, but I don't think apples. I am in a way. Oh, it's very good. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow, already this is head and shoulders above dun, 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 the art of McCartney. 
Like this, Ooh, this just blew that out of the water. That is something. You know what though? That was like something that was dwelled on and thought on and overproduced. And blah, blah, blah. And truth be told, I'll never listen to it again. This thing comes I will. out. I, I, will. I will. I mean, we reviewed it. I gave it like a five or whatever. I gave it. I thought it was pure crap. I get halfway through this and I'm like, this. Don't forget actually, though, is I'll, I'll can enjoy I, can this. I, can I just say can, one thing? Well, let me let me say something sure. first because I I thought about a future show topic is how these type of shows sort of happen. You know, it's George Harrison. Which Beatles songs do you do or not do? The, George, the John Lennon 75th birthday show at the Garden, at the theater for, at Madison Square Garden that happened a couple Which of months probably ago. Probably be eventually released yeah, as probably, a DVD. Probably will be because it was shown on AMC. Well, there was a lot of people there who picked some really interesting songs. How do you decide what to do in that situation? Sure. There was even a Ringo Starr show that's on iTunes. I just found out yeah, about well, the yeah. David Lynch thing. I yeah. saw it. it was all over Palladia. Yeah. And Betty Levette did yeah. uh, a great a version, version of, of it, Don't Come Easy. Oh, my wow. God. So I mean, why is it to each solo artist for the Beatles? You know, you don't get a big Beatles show lately. You get the solo side. Which is great. Which is great for right. us. Yeah. But it's also easier to do a Beatles show. Or to say it's it a is, show. But, but again, in, and, you know, going I, back to the, my original comment, though, where did the, I mean, apples still, and oranges, Tony? Can I say something? No, but it's still the idea that you've got somebody putting together a show representing or a, you just a said, piece ah, representing an artist's diff- work. Different stuff. Had it been a McCartney live show, you're that, right. There you go. Maybe it would have been. That's where I was better. going. Right. You're getting a but, CD of a live show. Right. With okay. Art of McCartney, you're getting a CD. And also, of, of also not live show. You're getting right. a CD and, and, and of them doing it in the studio. It was studio. also that that CD took forever to do over the years because well, the guy putting it together had other things, and you know he had but a if, background but band. Had, had it been, but another it's also day. the it's also the adventurousness behind the organizations working with that artist's but music. But do you... But well, we don't... It's still I, I, Danny I, I, and all of his youth I and his energy. There was, there was a lot of things what, wrong with Art of McCartney. There was a lot of things right with the Art of McCartney. But we, well, mostly we, wrong, but... We, we, no, 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 Smokey Robinson's so bad. Yes. Start right there. And Chrissy Hine. Anyway. What, did you just burp? <laughs> no, I was doing her version of Let It Be. Oh, well, then you got to... You know, I, I love Living Let It Be. Don't go listen to that show, everybody. I didn't mean to cause a shitstorm. No, but you're right. In what I'm trying to say is that had this been a live McCartney show that they gave you a DVD and then an accompanying CD, you don't know the energy that would have been on that stage I, I doing those, the same set list. But where I'm going is would McCartney's organization yep. have done that? With all due respect to Paul, would Paul McCartney have done Done well, something well, like that. Well, the music cares. That's right. I'm just going to bring that up. The music cares. The was music a cares. Thing. Paul came on and did four songs. Right. And but the rest, the rest was, was, was all done by everybody else. Yeah. And damned if what's her name's version of No More Lonely Night, uh, Alison Krauss. Right. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I got to tell yeah. you, all that's right. one of my favorite versions of all time, and that was live. So apples and oranges. You're right. You said in the beginning it was apples and yeah. oranges. But it is something to think about the way these shows happen, not just with George and what we're reviewing yes. today. Yeah. But yeah. Alison Krauss, No More Lonely Nights, a great version. You know? Anyway. Unbelievable. And this seems like a good place to end part one of our review and analysis of George Fest, a night to celebrate the music of George Harrison. I have been your moderator for this part, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me for part one has been... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Chiguardo. And we'll see you for part deux. Pas deux. And the chocolate. Fab four free-for-all. 
was edited and produced by Tony Triguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fab Four Free For All. Boo. Yay. Boof. Why are you booing us? I don't know. <laughs> Someone's yeah, going to. Ah, we'll beat them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, say. Yeah, we'll take care of them. Oh, oh, courageous. <laughs> Curtains for you, Muggsy. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. Because <laughs> when I say shit, no. <laughs> I just keep thinking Courageous Cat, you know, with Minute Mouth, you know. Here's my... I'll use my blowgun mi- Minute. Oh, Courageous! It's like... Nice. And, 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 like, always he's hanging onto his leg, you know, and, and while he's got this parachute gun and stuff. Oh, my. A fantastic cartoon. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I When that came on in the morning... I love Courageous Cat. Oh, my God. Boom, boom. It was a great bass line, yeah. Shh. Quiet on the set. I am Mitch Axelrod, and joining me to my left, and you can't see him, is... Rob Leonard. And to Rob's... It sounded like you had just taken a crap. (laughs) Rob Leonard. Do Um, do you normally listen in when I take a crap? Yes, I I do. And um, on Rob's left and my right, even though you can't see him, but I'm just giving you a nice picture of yourself in a boat on a river, um, is... Tony Chiguardo. There you go. Sounds like he's taking a crap. Wow. Well, no, I'm just... Right now, I'm just having a tangerine dream. Uh, I wish I was having a marmalade guy. Um, anyway, I, I just went into. I was a, say, what show are you doing? I'm Say. doing the right one. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm just giving you metaphorically. Wow, uh, metaphors. Meta five. <clears throat> Me- well, what are metaphors? Yeah, uh, uh, similes. Nice. Um, anyway, because you're sweet and lovely, I love you. Nice. You, you.